to The Common Room with Brady Green and Ashley McFadden. Welcome to The Common Room. Yes, it is episode five already. We've made it to five episodes. That is always a good start. I am your host, Brayden Green, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, who is... Ashley McFadden. I can't believe you've forgotten. We've been doing it like five (laughs) weeks now. I'm just giving you a little own spiel before you come in. Okay, okay. (laughs) What have you been up to, Ash? Um, Not much. I went down to Middleton. For a couple days, it was really nice. <laughs> a bit cold. Yeah, I always go off-peak because it is cheaper. It's a good little holiday spot, though. Yeah, it's lovely. It was a lovely time. Nice, nice, nice. Now, that brings me to my... Well, it doesn't really bring me to my first topic, let's be honest here. My topic is because so many events have been cancelled because of COVID, as we all know. So once COVID is done... We need to think of events to bring here. Obviously, we've got Fringe. We've got big events like that. So what other events would you bring to Adelaide and why would you? Interesting topic. You know what I really miss? You know what Adelaide hasn't got anymore? We haven't got any theme parks anymore. Yeah, what's been... We used to have like Magic Mountain. Magic Mountain was where And we at. had Puzzle Park. Yes. And we had Dazzle Land at the top of the Maya Centre. Yeah, but I'll and tell you. Green Hills, that was good until like, a couple of years ago. I think it shut. Yeah, it was. Oh, well, we don't have a, a theme park. We need a theme park in Adelaide. I think that would be really good. Like, I'm not another zoo. I don't want another zoo. Yeah. You've got like two of them. Monado is one of the best zoos in the world, though. So I think, yeah, we're probably all right for zoos. We're good for zoos. We got Gorge Wildlife Park. We got uh, Adelaide Zoo. We got pandas. We don't Cleveland. need another zoo. Yeah, we don't need another zoo, probably not, but we still need to support our zoos. I will say that they do struggle. But yeah, I'm I'm up for a theme park. I mean, if I was to bring maybe not so much an event, even I would bring back the original Monash playground. Sadly, oh, I, I never got to imagine. That, that I, was fun. So you got to you got to play on that. I never did. <laughs> I had to come in after it. Basically, it all changed because basically they had to. It was insurance, wasn't it? That they yeah. Made. Th- those old parks were a bit dangerous. Yeah, but it was amazing. If you have any time, look it up on YouTube. The original Monash playground. It was amazing. So basically, Monash was made by the same guy who did Puzzle Park, and yeah. I think he helped with St Kilda. Think yeah. was Saint Kilda. Saint Kilda Monash, is a great park. But Monash, but Monash though is Saint Kilda on steroids. The original. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why they had to take it down. Yeah, but yeah, but I think people learn their limits. You know what I mean? You, you oh, I can't jump off a ten meter slide. You know, stuff let like me that. try again, and then <laughs> next time I will do it. Yeah, I remember it quite well. Anyway, events. 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 You're talking more events rather than things you'd like in Adelaide. I want another theme park, but that's not the topic you brought up. We want an event. <laughs> event. Okay, first, I was going to start it off easy. Let's bring back the F1. It's the, one of the biggest world sporting events, and we lost it to Victoria. Ugh. Now, I know people will say, but our SA government at the time helped get rid of it. Let's just ignore all that for the fact. I think we can put on a better race than what Melbourne does, simply because of the track, if we put it something like a clipsal track, maybe if we extend the bend out a little bit. I know people will argue, tail and bend, it's out in the middle of nowhere. You bring the F1 out there, I bet you people are going to start investing out there. I can bet you. And it's 
one of the biggest events in the world. If you still get it to open the season as well, that'd be brilliant. These cars go mentally quick. These people have a lot of money. And I mean mind-boggling amount of money. We've built the Bend, which is now one of the best racetracks in the country. Not the best, admitted, but it's just got to come here. We can have great... It'd be great for the city as well. It'd give it a vibe back we just have almost nostalgia and we can see the new era of f1 that they're moving into yeah and do you know how popular car racing is just in sa everyone is either holden or ford yep. it's divided this state because we used to have the factories here that's why we got such loyalty to these brands yep, uh, and yeah, i think more car racing is exactly this the the style of Adelaide, I think. Yeah, I think I don't think there's many negatives of bringing it here. Of course, I'm going to be biased because my dad worked at Holden for over tw- over twenty years. So of course, I love motorsport. But it's just a party atmosphere. You usually get good concerts to come with that. Because I, I I can get a little bit grumpy sometimes when we have what's well, no longer the Clipsal now. It's the Super Loop, isn't it? Um, when people just go to the Super Loop before the concerts. But hey, it's still bringing people in. So why can't we do the hey, same with the F1? Still money, right? Any yeah. money's good money. With your theme park idea, what kind of theme park are you thinking of? Are you thinking like a Disney world? Are you thinking like another movie world sort of thing? Are you thinking I Universal? I think just adventure playgrounds are the way to go, like Puzzle Park. I love that sort of getting dirty and stuff, doing puzzles, water slides. You can never have enough water slides. I mean, not this time of year. <laughs> you can have enough water slides. But who loves... <laughs> Flying foxes are my favourite. Flying I love foxes. a flying fox. Flying foxes are great. The, the pa- thing with flying foxes, you've got to get the right tension. You don't want one of those ones where they just sag in the middle. You just go, and and you you go up and down. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, know, you want a big, long one. I want I one where when you hit the end, you hit the end and you go flying <laughs> off that thing. Yeah, it felt like that in the original. I don't know if St Kilda still have those flying foxes. And, but while I'm on St Kilda, I know this is a bit off topic, but whoever is keeping that park up to date, can you just wax the slides or do something? I went down there the other day and I got stuck halfway on the main slide. Well, you're a bit older for them now, Braden. I don't know if you're, I you're don't meant to be care. going out of... It's meant to be fun for the adults too that take their kids there. Maybe bring a bit of butter and just put that on before you go down. I don't know. Well, I'm just spitballing ideas here. We can't use soap because here. of COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point, good point. <laughs> now, if we're going to bring a festival to... Like any dream event or festival, I think you know what I'm going to say now, Braden. It's the Eurovision. I want the Eurovision to come to Adelaide. I know. I know. Eurovision's so all, all never going gonna... to... Bi- all these big bands miss us in there. Let's bring Eurovision. This is how we make up for it. I know you're going to say that Eurovision's never come, come to Australia, and that's true. And if it comes to Australia, it's never going to come to Adelaide. And that is also true. But I just want to see Eurovision in Adelaide. I think the problem is is that you need to make the time more palatable for European audiences. So we may have Eurovision, but it may only be like 3 a.m. over here or something. Yeah, that would be a major downfall if we ever had Eurovision come here. Oh, we can dream, though, can't we? We can dream. We also have nowhere that's big enough for Eurovision. Oh. Eurovision is massive, Braden. You would never fit it into any of the venues that we have here. Or even Adelaide Oval. Not even Adelaide Oval is big even enough like to hold the Eurovision crowds. You forget how massive Eurovision is. It's like the biggest event in the whole world. I love Eurovision. <laughs> I'd also be a fan of bringing darts here. Okay, a bit smaller scale. A bit smaller scale, but these guys make an incredible amount of money. They, have you ever watched the darts? Um, 
I've been. Have you ever seen past. it? Have you ever just like watched it? Right? It's the perfect event, Australians. Basically, you go to an event, you don't even really have to watch it, you just drink. All right? I, and I'm not a drinker, I just love the actual sport. But for all the people that drink and everything, they would love it. They'd go mental for it. You basically get in a costume, dance a little bit. Remember that there's a sport on for five minutes. Do some more dance. Sing with your mates all day. And to have some alcoholic beverages and have a good time. Tell me what Aussies won't like that. I think you're pitching Eurovision to me. That's what you're pitching to me. <laughs> Multicultural uh, award, though. <laughs> I'd like to see one of those festivals that you get in the eastern states. like Those ones that you bring your dog to. Yeah. We don't have any like dog-based events. Over well, there, they got like bring your dog along to films and stuff. We never have those. We never have dog events. People hate dogs here. See, we should become like the ma- the mayors of Adelaide. I feel like we. Would. I think so. I think it would be a great idea. It would be the best mayors of Adelaide that ever did see. I'd like. I mean, even Mardi Gras coming back would be a big oh, thing. Oh, now that would be a massive thing. Yeah, it's televised. I think all over the world these days as well. You're celebrating more cultures. And that's more money. Again, more money. So even the people who are against Mardi Gras, I mean, which is so outdated these days, be happy anyway. You're getting an economic benefit. I mean. We do do a good uh, pageant. We are good at pageants. Yeah, here. we're very good at pageants. We can do pageants. If there's going to be a Mardi Gras pageant, why not have it in the pageant capital of the world, which is Adelaide? I've only missed one pageant in my life, Christmas pageant, that is. How about you? I don't always go every year, but I always watch on the telly, and that's when you put your Christmas tree up. Isn't that right, Brayden? <laughs> yes, yes. Always put the Christmas tree up on pageant day. But if they don't have a pageant this year, when are we going to put our Christmas tree up? But I've heard there are rumours that they will have a pageant. They're going to put it in Adelaide Oval, and they'll do it like a circle formation, but you may have to pay for tickets this year. Hmm. It's, it's a good, a good idea compromise. to at least have it. It's a good compromise, seeing we can't like pack the streets like we usually do. I still think it's a bit sad to miss it. I think we'll see it in some sort of format. But to answer your question, I really don't know. <laughs> My whole Christmas planning has been thrown out by one event being maybe cancelled. Maybe we just don't have Christmas this year. Is this what it's coming No, to? we need Christmas this year. We need year. some joy to look forward I, to. I think if you, if you celebrate Christmas, you need Christmas this year of all, of all yeah. years. You know, a socially distant Christmas. Yeah. With some sort of Christmas presents over the <laughs> fence and drive off. I don't mind that idea, actually. It, it sounds yeah. like Christmas for families that don't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, more, more food for us, then. <laughs> uh, you are listening to The Common Room on Unicast. Time for a music break. It's time, though, for the favourite segment. Yes, it's time for Yeah Nah. Nah, yeah, yeah, nah, mate. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah, yeah, nah, mate. Yeah, nah, 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 yeah, I'm not even going to stop you this time. Oh, yeah, 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 nah, yeah. Yeah, 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 nah, nah. First one is for you, Ash. Universities should look to incorporate more franchises like Zambero's, Zambero's, I'll get that right, at Mawson Lakes for food options in the cafe areas. Well, McGill, definitely, we are struggling for cafe options here. I think the other other campuses are more catered for, but yes, yes, please, can we have some more options at the canteen here? I think, and I know they're probably worried about 
uh, you're taking business away from these local guys. And we're not saying there's anything bad or wrong with them. You know, we just, I, I don't think some more options would It's hurt. competition. It's capitalism. That's how it works, damn it. And the other thing is it actually allows more job opportunities for students, you would think. I mean, I would hope that they would hire students. Yeah, I, I know, them. I understand the argument might be what about healthy food options. But the other thing is usually, sadly, the unhealthy places in my experience, are cheaper than the healthy options. It's true. And that's what students with crippling anxiety and uh, pressure from doing all their assignments want. They just want junk food. Give yeah. us the junk food. Yeah, I can tell you right now, after exam, I'd smash a zinger box or before exam, I'd smash or, something or like during. that. Or during, why not? <laughs> what do you got for me? All right. This is a yeah, now nah, right up your street is... Playing sport better than watching sport. Playing sport better than watching sport. Yeah, nah. Oh, man. Are we talking like all sport? This is a very general question, so I guess so. Oh, probably, yeah. Probably, yeah, because yeah, you get to, you know. But there's also a release of endorphins, though, when you are playing sports. So that is part of it as well. It really depends. I mean, some people I know love watching football and they hate playing because they know they're going to get crunched at any second, you know, and they'd rather just watch other people get crunched, you know. That for is ex- enjoyable. For example, boxing. I prefer watching boxing compared to being punched in boxing. Punched in the face, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Weird, that, isn't it? Yeah, I always prefer watching other people get punched in the face. You make a good point, but on balance you're going, yeah, playing sport is better than watching. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. I'm like, hmm, I like watching other people getting beaten up compared to myself. Yeah, hmm. very selfish of you. <laughs> is that why people like watching UFC so much? Yeah, people getting brutally hurt is very fun to watch. <laughs> That's what happened in the gladiators back in ancient Rome. Oh, we are horrible people. I think the human race is horrible, full stop, yeah. all right? We've got... This is a big one for you, and I think it's very clear if i'm honest we are more united as a human race because of covid oh yeah no nah, now nah, that is a big question i'm gonna go yeah because you know as what? if no 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 we're all suffering so we're all together as one maybe i'm just a dreamer but i can't be the only one big maybe. nah big nah you're telling me we're more united than ever, yet we are willing to fight over toilet paper. We were willing to buy out the whole store of hand sanitizer and soap and everything. We're more united, yet people are fighting over something they wipe their you-know-what with. And I think we are united by our hatred of those individuals who are not united. That's where I'm going to stand. <laughs> All right, I'm on we are united because there are now two sides to life. Exactly, we're united in our disapproval. We have never been. Un- <laughs> we've never been un- more united over anti-maskers or or anti-vaxxers as well. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm un- oh, just let's you. not get him started. I'm oh. going to ask a question now. <laughs> Don't Do bore you- my blood like that. This is another sports one because I know you like the sports games. <laughs> okay. Do you think gender should be still divided in sport? Oh, that is a controversial one. You want me to put a little caveat on there? Yeah. We could still divide it by weight, uh, like they do in boxing, but not by the genders. I'm not opposed to seeing it. I'd like to. I'd like to see it. I think it'd be an interesting little experiment to see what would happen, and then maybe we could see the results of that. 
if you know what Definitely I mean. like to see the female football teams versus the men. Maybe if you put the caveat of the weight uh, like they do in the boxing, well, I see no reason why we can't have that. Well, we have mixed tennis double. Mixed tennis has been around for ages and ages. Yeah, so... And I don't see the point of dividing things, like especially when you come to things like fencing. Why is yeah. that going to be divided? You can't see their faces anyway. Yeah, I can. I, I, I kind of. I guess I kind of get the argument for strength because they're more worried about the. It's biological. I think they were. Well, saying if you put in weight. Yeah, but if you put it racing that's what I mean. as well, uh, hundred meters. Why is that going to be divided by gender lines? It's an interesting question. Are you going to say yeah or no? Nah? I guess I'm going to say yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing it being tested. I'm not against. I don't know why until we have a clear reason why not. You know, we can always try things. I don't, you know what I mean? Let's see what happens. It, you probably need a different league, maybe in certain sports. But yeah, well, I'm up for that. Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm progressive. Let's see what would happen. Ashley. What? Bit of a fun one. Oh. The PlayStation is the superior console brand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> PlayStation. You're talking all PlayStations ever rather than like PlayStation 1 or 2 or specific PlayStations. You're talking the brand as general. Yeah. Compared yeah, to other, do that. other brands such as Nintendo, which I will say is the best one. I am disagreeing with Sony yeah. being the best. Nintendo is the best by far. Nintendo is my favourite too. Must have be you played honest. Switch? I love the Switch. It's got to be the best game console ever created. Yeah, because I, I had some mates talk about this recently. They're just like, oh, it's. I wonder if Nintendo will be releasing a new console since uh, you've got Sony and Microsoft announcing their new console. Like, they don't need to make a Nintendo new console. Nintendo never <laughs> needs to make a new console again. The Switch is the pinnacle. Well, Animal Crossing is probably the pinnacle. Have you seen how many copies that thing has sold? Yes, my wife has one and has not stopped playing it since she got it. Same, same. My, my girlfriend has got one and she has been playing it like mental. She even considered of getting another switch to get play another island on animal crossing i know there's facebook groups now my mum is part of a facebook group for i think it's for people over 40 or whatever that they join and they've got almost a stock exchange system for the turnips so you go onto this island this is whole economies based on the nintendo switch game and then there's stories they'll people post the story so this mother bought three Nintendo Switches. Ooh. Now, the kids thought it was for them. Yes, it is for them. But when they're at school, she plays on each one with the different islands and changes things up so she can have different outcomes of what she does. It's mental. That's crazy. Now, the main console we play at home is we've got the Xbox. Which one? Uh, one of them. <laughs> By which I mean Xbox One. Hey. <laughs> And that's um, why we do our streaming through when we watch our things. We don't put the laptop through. We got it through the Xbox at the moment. Is it because you got an old TV? No, it's because that's what we got. It was cheaper <laughs> than getting other things. Okay, okay. I, I, I've got almost every console, almost everyone. But I've yeah. even got the old school ones. We've got a Nintendo 64. Dreamcaster? We've got a, no, we haven't got a Dreamcaster. Got a Nintendo 64. Classic. We used Another to have a Nintendo NES. classic. We got NES somewhere. Somewhere. Another I mean, Nintendo classic. Yeah, we're getting we're getting a bit distracted. In the I year, love Nintendo. So. It's great. Okay, we really need to we're do. We're not endorsing. Maybe we should do a gaming topic. That might come later in the show. Let's see how we go. Okay, what have you got for me? All right, this one. I'm sure you've heard this a lot, but do we need beefing noises on reversing vehicles? Yes or no? Yes. Well, you need it for pure. look because I work right with a lot of trucks and a lot of 
forklifts over my career at the company that I and tr- you need them. You, the only thing is you kind of get used to that noise. You kind of get used to it, and it just kind of programs out, and you go, eh, it does. You, you just don't notice it, and then you'll be crushed by something if you're not careful. So, so saying, maybe change up the beeps. Are you saying the only reason people at your work are not getting crushed constantly <laughs> with forklifts is because it goes beep 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 when it's going backwards? Is Trust that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not saying that, but trust me, it helps a lot. It's like there's certain rules with certain warehouses that a semi, right, when they enter warehouses, they have to honk their horn twice. When a semi honks at horn, right, you know that a semi is there. It's terrifying. You're indoors and just it rattles your skull, basically. Those things are loud. (laughs) Next one is for you. Lord of the Rings TV series will be bigger than The Mandalorian. Ooh. Well, they have a lot to explore in The Lord of the Rings. There's a lot of story and lore to go through, but that is also true for Star Wars. I feel like I might have opened Pandora's box this here is, a little bit. This is huge. You know what? I think seeing The Mandalorian was only a small uh, universe it created inside this whole Star Wars universe. I could see more Star Wars spin-off things happening, but with Lord of the Rings uh, TV show, you've got so much you can explore. You can really drag out that journey, can't you? Yeah, but you can, I feel like you can drag out Star Wars more because they've got a whole galaxy while Lord of the Rings is more one land. Oh, gosh. Haven't you even started on the Silmarillion? It's huge, I tell you. Don't even go into that <laughs> Pandora's box. I'm going to say, yeah, Lord of the Rings is going to be bigger. Bigger and better. I can't better. wait for that, can I? Genuinely can't wait for that show. Oh, okay. Last one is for you. They should bring back Wipeout. Oh yeah, I loved Wipeout. So did I. So I, I've been Australian watching... Wipeout. Maybe, maybe. See, I've been watching Ninja Warrior a lot, right? Yeah. And I turned to my girlfriend. I said, "You know what? I want to see fatties and you know unfit people doing this." And she's like, "That was Wipeout. That, that was, was literally Wipeout." <laughs> I think you get that a bit with The Floor is Lava on Netflix as well. <laughs> Those people have no idea how to do that obstacle cross, and it is great. Uh, that ends this hard-hitting edition of Yeah Nah. It yeah is nah, time. mate. Yeah Nah. It is time for a music break. You're listening to The Common Room on Unicast. Unicast. Very weird stuff late at night on Channel 44. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some quality programming on there too. Like what, Braden? Uh, have you got a little plug to plug on your plug? Well, the plug I want to plug is our show called Challenge Accepted. Challenge Accepted! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you may be wondering why we're plugging our own show here, but basically we wanted to have a quick talk about Channel 44. For people that do not know... This is presumably, we, we're pretty sure, unless there is a major change, that this is the last year of Channel 44 as a network on TV. Yes, they've already got rid of uh, Channel 31 in Geelong. It's community television is disappearing. Where are all the great shows going to go? Like Off the Couch with Ethan and uh, Our Time and The Sports Show. Yeah, and look, we're obviously biased because our show has been airing on it for just almost a year now. Yeah, almost a year. And uh, we want to really support this because it's really important that people are given this chance to create their own content and show, well, not on a national 
broadcast scale, but in a statewide broadcast on TV, it's a big achievement for a lot of these people out there. And a lot of the argument has been they want people who are on Channel 44 to transition online and they can be... Now, if I'm understanding this correctly, so they can put videos up online through Channel 44 and Channel 44 runs them online. Am I correct? That is correct. But I don't see what the incentive is for any of the producers to go Why would you Channel do that? 44. Why would you do that when you can just go to YouTube? Or any other streaming website where you can just stream your stuff without And that's that. nothing against 44. No, that's it's just... <laughs> they've been put in a terrible position, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a shocking position. I mean, some of those shows have been running for a long time, especially the SA Sports Show. Well, that's been running for years and our time. Yeah, they've actually yeah, got cult followings. they got cult fo- followings. Uh, my favourite my favorite is that woodworking one. Uh, woodworking with Steve Hay. Yeah. He, he just makes these really beautiful woodworking pieces. And I don't know where you're going to find that elsewhere Well, on the TV programme. One of my favourites is definitely Off the Couch with Ethan. I, I went, love Off the Couch with Ethan. Went to He's the, my hero. Went to the same school as Ethan. And he's done an amazing job what he's been able to do, promoting South Australia, promoting a bit of fitness as well. I just can't see why we would get rid of that. It worked great with, because in Adelaide here, we have South Aussie with Cozzy, yeah. Adelaide. There's another one in seven, isn't there? Is it, is it SA Weekender or is that? Yeah, Weekender or, yeah, it must be that. Yeah, yeah, that would work great with one of those three. Yeah, I'm going to miss those shows that are on Channel 44. I'm going to miss the old films on a Saturday night. You know, yeah. once I tuned in and they just had a madness concert playing. Yeah. Like one that was just filmed years ago and they were just playing it on TV. It was I great saw, fun. I saw Mr. Ed on there not long ago. Yeah, Mr. Far Ed. Out, that was nostalgia. Now that's nostalgia if I've ever seen it. Yeah, so it's really disappointing and I really do feel for the local producers out there. And we are local producers, so again, yes, we are coming from a, a biased point of view, but yeah, I just don't see the point of getting rid of it. Especially now that uh, some of the TV stations are getting rid of their local news as well. Where's all the local context coming from? Channel 10 has slashed jobs in their news department. Yeah. For yeah. SA, it's all going to be managed regionally in Victoria for SA, I think. And look, this is going to sound like an ad, but Channel 44 actually became more, I'd argue it came became more popular than probably what it has been in quite a while because a lot of churches used it for ser- sermons. Yeah, they did. Especially I saw during a few lockdown. of those. Yeah. Yeah. So all those communities get affected by it too. So it's just, it's really disheartening. And I really hope we do get a change of mind on this. I know it is an expensive exercise to run a channel, but surely the community's voice is worth something. And because and people will come and say, oh, you can do it online. It's really hard online. You've got to be committed because I've seen both sides of it. You know, we have tried Challenge Accepted on online for a while. It's really hard to get the views. You've got to be really committed. You need the right format as well. TV, you get away with being longer, basically, what is what I'm trying to say. And also, you need the support of people who know how to do it with an established TV studio. You know, yeah. they know how to do it. They know how to help you in these sort of things. And don't get me wrong. You can be really successful online if you're committed and you know what you're doing, you know what your audience is, you know what your niche is. My um, girlfriend, her brother is Jeremy Fiedler. And people may have heard him on YouTube. He's a big YouTuber, basically a scooter rider and does all these great 
uh, videos on YouTube and has over a hundred, I think it's over 150,000 subscribers now. Wow. And he's made a career out of it. So you can do it, but I'm, I'm saying it's not suitable for everyone. No, and it's a lot harder. And how do you build up the experience of the next wave of people who are going to do TV? Uh, Rove McManus started on community TV, and I think Sean McAuliffe did as well. <laughs> We've got the Adelaide podcast, uh, comedy podcast that airs on Channel 44, where they get the local comedians to do... That's at the Rhino Room, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they really? film the Rhino Room. It's just a loose-based chat, and they... Yeah, that's on Channel 44 as well. It supports a lot of people. I mean, right now, really, if we put a camera literally in the studio right now, we could be on 44. Hey, it's not that, not that easy to get on, right? It's, it's it's not that easy. But we'd have we'd, to make it look a bit nicer. I would hope our podcast could make it. I mean, we we talk about great great topics, and we've got a loyal audience. <laughs> Why discount the own, our own show? Hey, we're doing a good job. All five listeners love us, and we love you guys. And you can contact. He's joking. The show. He's joking. Ah. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, remember to like the Facebook page. We'd and love Twitter. to hear from you. And Twitter. And give us an email. At commonroomunicast at gmail.com. And since we're plugging it, please go have a look at Challenge Accepted. It was We were really proud of what we made. And it's a good laugh. If you like this podcast, I dare say you're going to love Challenge Accepted. It's great fun. We literally just take uni students and give them crazy challenges to give you an example we've made them we've what made them go hide gnomes before we've made them eat raw brown onions before anything else that i'm missing major oh what haven't we done you should see the one where they have to burst a balloon it is so tense i mean it's hard to sell it like that but i tell you what it's so tense it's very tense it's very tense (laughs) you are listening to the common room on unicast Ashley, I've just looked down the run sheet and you've scribbled all over it in pen what I've had. Thank you. I put a lot of hard work in, into that and you've written Movie Pictures 2.0. That's right, we're Humorous. doing Movie Pictures 2, Electric Boogaloo. Huh? You know, like Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, you're, too, you're too young, these kids. <laughs> these kids today are too young to understand my movie references. <laughs> All right, I've been watching some Netflix, right? And I've been watching some terrible rom-coms. Yes. And I'm be- it makes me think, like, what rom-coms are going to be in the COVID age? Because I watched one, it was called Little Italy. It was based around these uh, two people who live in Little Italy, Canada. And, and they, okay. they fell in love in Little Italy. And then they came back for reasons I wasn't really clear on in the script. And then they have to go into a pizza-making competition. And in doing so in the pizza competition, they bring their families together and then they fall in love and they learn to love each other. It even had a scene in the airport where he goes, I, I, under, I understand that I loved you all along and, and this pizza, it was about having both the base and the toppings. This is no joke. You had to bring the base and the toppings together to make the perfect pizza. Which has made me realise you can literally make a rom-com about 
anything. I could say an Australian version of that. I have now realised that with Vegemite, you need the toast as well. I thought you were going to go, you need the Vegemite and cheese to make the perfect Vegemite sandwich. Uh, write that one down, Brayden. I think that might be another hit. You need the Bunnings and you need the snack for oh, the perfect it's the shopping perfect experience. I tell you, these things write themselves, these love films. So I've I've come up with some COVID-themed rom-coms and I'm going to pitch them to you and you're going to tell me they're great, all right? And if they're not? I'm going to be very sad. And <laughs> if anyone out there out there likes these film pitches, feel free to make them yourselves. I only want 50%. Right? And I only want 49%. All right, you're left with 1%. It, I think it's going to be worth it because they're going to sell so many... So many at the box office, it'll be ridiculous not to invest. All right, this is my first one. It's called Love in Lockdown. Nice. Liking the name. Two business rivals have to lock down while on a business trip. They have to share a hotel room. They why start they off. Why are they sharing a hotel room? Because of some problem with the booking. These things aren't important in these rom-coms. That's what you've got to understand. The small details don't matter. Okay, they're two, peop- they're two business rivals. They, one does one sort of business, the other does the other sort of business. I'm vague on business because I don't understand what business is. They start off hating each other, and, but they're stuck in the same room having to wait out the virus. They have to wait the two weeks. They learn after the two weeks that they're not so different after all. And they team up doing their businesses to do good business at the end. Maybe they have the presentation they have to show and then they do real good at it because they learn to work together and to love each other. The sad thing is I can actually see that existing. I think it's going to be a great film. Some some film students going, aha, fool, he did not think I would write my synopsis on that. You can even have an airport scene where he's going, I need you to do the pie chart while (laughs) I do the... um, Stocks? I don't know much <laughs> about business, guys. But anyway, I'll give you my second pitch. You're, you're obviously not keen on business. All right, here we go. Cabin Fever. Yeah, I come up with the name. I like first. the name. I definitely and you like guess the what name. happens. They fall in love on a plane that's in lockdown. Oh, that's another good idea. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> what? No, uh, no, no, they fall on love in a ship, a COVID ship. That's another good idea. <laughs> no, this is two backpackers get stuck in remote isolation together in a cabin. <laughs> but one of them gets COVID. The other tries to take care of them. But they don't want to catch the disease themselves. And they have to go out into the world and look for supplies. They have to look for medicine. And they have to look for hand sanitizer. And they have to look for uh, toilet paper. There's no toilet paper in this cabin. I think there could be some really good and emotional scenes about trying to get the last packet of toilet paper, <laughs> fighting for it. I was thinking more like a, like one of those massive fights since you know in Kingsman when they have that massive that massive brawl. Oh, just over a toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, I could see that as well. Maybe it's an action film. I gotta get this toilet paper for my backpacking partner. Michael Bay would so do. <laughs> this is a good idea. I might get him on. I'll send him an email. All right. So they get back. But the disease has worsened. The only way to keep this person alive is to cuddle up in bed with them, risking catching the disease yourself to keep them warm. <laughs> but he gets sick and he go and he blacks out. He's gone into this weird blacked out coma dream 
COVID <laughs> craziness. <laughs> the dream sequence. Re- really dream really sequence. fleshed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really fleshed out plot. But the twist is the person who was sick wakes up and realises all the good things that he's done from them. They see his toilet paper in the <laughs> cupboard and thinks, did he risk his life for toilet paper for me? And helps him recover back from his fever. And they fall in love the end. It's a beautiful film. What do you think? Again, completely doable. I mean, we really don't know what might be a good film after this, after so many years of being starved of going to the cinema regularly. This could be... You could watch any old rubbish, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, this is my last one. This might be... Uh, this is the iffiest one of them all, I think. This this one's called Wash Your Hands. Right. A hydrophobe... That's a person who doesn't like water. A hydrophobe has to face their fears of washing their hands. So far, I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. No, it's great. It's got a quirky character. It's got a quirky <laughs> fear of water. <laughs> He's a hydrophobe. He has to face his fear of washing his hands in order to stop the spread of COVID-19 to his friends and family. Real stakes here. And they join an online support group with other people who are suffering with their phobias during lockdown. And and on that, he meets this person with OCD who can't stop washing their hands. And it's been exacerbated... It's a forbidden love. It's been exacerbated with the pandemic. They're the original odd couple. One can't stop washing their hands. One can't wash their hands. And, and they meet over, over... I guess it's going to have to be over Zoom because they can't meet in, in person, can they? And they become closer and closer. But they're going to have to put their distant, their differences aside if they're ever going to meet in the real world outside of lockdown. <laughs> Will they be able to meet in real life outside of lockdown? Will their differences be too much and tear them apart? Maybe they can learn from each other. One will learn to wash their hands and the joys of hand sanitizer between their fingers. The other one will learn, hey, water's gross and I don't want to wash my hands. You're really suffering from a lack of cinema experience over this period, haven't you? I just... I will say this uh, film is going to contain a frisky scene and a bathtub. What the heck? Full of hand sanitizer. I just want to see it. I just want to see it. This is just a film I want to see, all right? Oh, my God. What the heck? Anyway, they're my COVID pictures. How much? (laughs) I wanted some genuine offers. I'm going to make these films. I think they'd pay you not to make it. I'll take that as well. Seems like a better deal. (laughs) We're going to leave it at that. If you have any movie pictures, why not email us or you Give us a message on Facebook, even contact us on Twitter. You are listening to The Common Room on Unicast. wrap up the show we've been looking at some funny laws again especially after that potato law in western australia what have you got here that was a bizarre law you couldn't have 50 kilos of potato on you sorry if you own a fish and chip shop what do you mean Uh, no it's a 49 i swear i swear (laughs) now this one is a victorian law 
that says, if you're a driver of public transport, you are not allowed to display any sign of road rage. What if you're a tram driver then? Uh, I bet tram drivers are always annoyed, but they can't express it. The act forbids them to show any sort of rage <laughs> or willingness or any sort of bad language. I'm imagining, right, someone's just like a tram driver would get just so angry, but he knows about the accident. He goes, I loved how you cut me off clearly and made me use the emergency brake. I absolutely adored it. Yes, that was great how you walked in front of me just there. That's great. Now, the same section also prohibits any of the public transport employees, if they kill an animal on the road, getting out and skinning it. You know, So you like think you someone deliberately do. went, oh, yeah, there's dinner for tonight. Well, if you kill it by accident, I guess that's okay. But if you get out and skin it, no, 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 that is very naughty. What if you get out and, like, if you just gut it, if you take certain bits? Hey, hey, I don't think that'll be approved either. You're not allowed to profit from killing the animal in... <laughs> In a public tram, what's this? Go- what's this kangaroo doing on the road anyway? In the Melbourne CBD, just an emu running across. And like, no, don't skin. Whatever you do, you'd be put in horrible consequences for doing so. You probably see the emu bailed up for jaywalking. <laughs> just this corpse of a of an emu, and you see someone giving it a fine. Well, if you're going to arrest an emu, this is a weird question I didn't think I'd be asking today. <laughs> if you're going to arrest an emu, would you put your handcuffs, <laughs> you're put the handcuffs on around the legs, its legs or, the or would you put it around the wings? Or do you put one on the neck, then one on the wing? One on the neck, one on the leg? That's oh, no, that'd be, that'd be horrible. No, that's just mean. <laughs> I'm very worried about its beak. I think I'm going to get the beak out of the way. But the claws on it, oh, they're scary. They're nothing compared to a cassowary. Now, arresting a cassowary, now that would be scary. Now, that, that's a two-person job if ever I saw one. You no. need two officers on that one. All right, you're what we call the bait. The what? The, nothing. <laughs> no, 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 you go out there. Now, go and grab its legs and put these cuffs around. <laughs> we'll get the pointy thing on its head. Imagine trying to do the thing where you've got to push his head under the bonnet of the car. But you're, <laughs> you're trying to push down on the spike on the head and you start like bleeding from the hand. Trying to guide it into the car without it bumping its head. There's a topic maybe for next week. Yeah, what, what animals, animals would you like to arrest? Get in contact <laughs> with the common room at commonroomunicast at gmail.com. Imagine trying to arrest an octopus. Oh, oh you need a lot of cuffs. You need four cuffs or you think you cuff the cuffs together? They're slippery beasts. There's just I have so many questions. After that, what's the most? I mean, what's the most dangerous? Imagine, what if you're arresting a pelican? Do you a just pelican. put it around the beak? I guess so. But then you get. But then you got the. You'd never know what it's smuggling in its beak, though. Yeah, you see it going through borders. Yeah, they're the international drug smugglers of the bird community. Yeah, you see them going through customs, and they have to open their beak right up for inspection. <laughs> I haven't got any fish in here. <laughs> That's such a good good end to the show. Oh, it's been a great show. I've enjoyed it a lot, Braden. Yeah, so have I, Ashton. Oh, you can bet I'm going to bring that topic back up. Uh, if you want to catch up on the podcast, all you have to do is go to Anchor FM slash Common Room Unicast. That's right. You can also get in contact with us through Facebook, Twitter, 
and Gmail, which is commonroomunicast at gmail.com. He remembered it. We I didn't did. have to do I a did. full oh, take. Well. Yeah, usually I forget and we have to do the whole thing again from the very start. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed the show today. We can't wait to see you again. Well, hear you listen to us. Hear you. Well, we don't do any interaction with you. <laughs> you just listen to us. We look forward to you listening to us again yeah. because we've got such a big <laughs> ego like that. Yes, we look forward to it. Wednesdays, 3 p.m. Also catch us on the podcast. This has been The Common Room on Unicast. We'll see you Wednesday. See you later, Ash. Bye, Braden. See ya. That was The Common Room with Braden Green and Ashley McFadden. Email us at commonroomunicast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next Wednesday 3pm on Unicast.